Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. You know, if I'm uh, going to be an expert on something, there are certain things I spent. I spent a year cooking one brisket. That uh, is true, uh, uh, and um, I enjoyed every one of them. It's, it's a worthy task. It's yep. like in Last Samurai, you know, to find a perfect peach blossom is a worthy <laughs> life well lived. Uh, you know, some of these things, and you know, we live in Missouri, and we have very kind of simple tastes, and you know, kind of more of a of a, of a redneck tendency. But every once in a while, true. we get a guest on this show that has just a tremendous amount of mental horsepower. Somebody that spent thousands of hours churning through the most difficult topics of our time in private, refining them, putting them down on paper, mm-hmm. working it out, and then brings them into public. And it's like this, this perfect thing. And you're yep. like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear what this guy has to so say. So true. And I'm so excited. About I, I wish we we had like hours and hours and hours and days to continue to break this down. But I, I guarantee Flyover family, you are going to fall in love with today's guest. One of the brightest people we've ever had an opportunity to, to speak with. He's author of a book called uh, author of America's Last Stand. And uh, we talk about this every day. We're at a fork in the road. Will you vote to save America or destroy America? And and it, it's it's not just, just to get you wound up. We really are at that kind of a fork in the road. And I'm so glad to be able to have Mr. Drew Allen with us today. Yay! Welcome! That's, that's by far, um, without any competition, the greatest introduction I've ever, I've ever... Had so I appreciate that. Oh, that's well, awesome. Well, we really are excited that you're on the show with us yes. today. You do have a brilliant mind, and the way that you look at information and then share it, it's very encouraging at the same time, very eye opening. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why your book is so important because we are at a fork in the road right now. Are we going to vote to save or are we going to destroy America? And it comes down to 2024. We are in the year, in fact, we are 279 days away from the election. And so- We know because we got a countdown clock in front of us every day because it's that important. Mm -hmm. Let's jump back to the beginning. And I got some critical questions I think our audience needs to know about, but but real quick, what what kind of led to you, you you, you, you getting to this place where you were so fed up, you're like, you know what? I know you, I know you work with a lot of really talented people. You you represent uh, talent creators and authors and, and, and brilliant thinkers. But uh, to be able to speak out clearly on these biggest issues, a lot of people in your professional position actually keep the political ideas to the side and try to not rock the boat too much. Uh, you're coming in and you're taking the canoe and just going blah uh, to it, uh, which is kind of different. What brought you to that place where you're willing to be so transparent and clear on where we are and what we need to do? Yeah, well, I, I think that I can't <clears throat> ignore a big life-changing event for me, which was the birth of my first-born daughter um, in, in March of last year. And as passionate as I was about the country, as involved I had been as kind of a pundit, uh, having a podcast, talking about this, these issues, being a publicist for a lot of these well-known individuals too, it gave me... Uh, it, 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 it activated me even further, if you can believe it, and I love history, and I could see what was coming down the pipe, and I could see how significant 2024 was going to be. But look, everyone says every election is the most important election, and that may very well be true, but this is on a different level. And what I explain in the book is that this 2024 presidential election, it is the third major battle, the third major test we face as a nation. It's as serious as the American Revolution and the Civil War. That's how serious 2024 is. 
And of course, the difference here is we are trying to take back our country's destiny and our own destiny with elections. And of course, the Democrat Party, which is what's so frightening, are trying to take away that very avenue we have, peaceful means, by going after Trump, trying to prevent yeah. him from running, put him in jail, it's election interference, and so on and so forth. And, and then you look at how far left this country has gone mm-hmm. under this Biden administration, and not just how far left, but I call it in the book an American Dark Age. I mean- yeah. if it, by every metric, we are in trouble, whether it's fiscally, whether it's the border and our nation's sovereignty, whether you look at national security, whether you look at what's going on in our public schools and uh, education, the fact that now we're having arguments about there being more than two genders, uh, that we're trying to open up bathrooms in public schools uh, for transgender students, that we have gender. Th- I mean, everywhere you look, mm-hmm. It's it's just a disaster. And and on top of that, what this all boils down to is what we faced in 1776 and before, which fundamentally, it's not just GOP versus Democrat Party. There are plenty of rhinos guilty. What you're looking at yeah. is of a, a bunch of elitists in Washington, D.C. who are tyrants. And we are facing tyranny again. We have an FBI that has been weaponized, right? That's purpose. It's like an HR department. It, it defends the company. It defends the, those in government, not the actual citizens or employees themselves. And, and we're on the brink of losing everything that we have been the beneficiaries of since the conception uh, of this nation. And so I just wanted people, one, to understand the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. and then realize that we are living through history right now, and we can save the country. I'm not trying to to demoralize people, but I'm trying to get people to understand that we as Americans, we have patriotism in our DNA, not racism, but patriotism. And we are called on right now. This is the generation like Reagan talked about, you know, freedom's only one generation away from extinction. Well, it will be extinct if we don't do something and make a stand here in 2024. Such a great point. Something that we've said for quite a while, and I think since we started our show, is there was a real pride in especially conservative Christians of being part of the silent majority, almost like patting our our, our backs raw, like, oh, we're part of the silent majority. That's why we are where we are today, because the plumb line of Jesus was taken out of all of these spheres of influence, and uh, right was was called wrong, and wrong was called right, and now we have good is evil, and evil is good. And, and so I think it's really important that we can no longer be silent, that we have to let our voices be heard. And that's why, you know, when we started our show, we felt like it was a mandate from the Lord that He said, we have to wake people up, but at the same time, people have to speak up and they have to show up. They can't just be awake because when you're awake and you don't take any action, now you're just full of fear and now you're not doing anything to make a difference. So as you're looking at our country, you've written a book, what are ways that you think that people can actually speak up and show up to make a difference? Well, people underestimate, frankly, just speaking up in general, standing up for things. I, I, I love coming on shows like this, and I've never had opened up with hosts that actually prayed over the episode. And I'm a Christian, and I, I don't, that's not a secret uh, or anything like that. I'm very proud of it. But I love coming on here because I think there's so many analogies that could be made if you happen to be a Christian or a person of faith to what's going on in the country and what needs to happen. Not just because I believe we're in a spiritual battle more than anything else, but because the same mistake that Christians have made are the same mistakes that Americans have made. And that's this. Jesus does not call on us to sit at home and thumb through our Bibles in private 
and just sit there quietly digesting the word. He calls upon us to go forth and make disciples of all nations. And of course, disciples are people who are activists. These are people who are going out with a mission Mm -hmm. uh, to bring the word to people. Um, So activism. And the same is true in America, this quote unquote silent majority. You see, we for so long, and I'll include myself in it, even though, uh, you know, I, I'm a geriatric millennial, but it's not all my fault, but I'm not a victim. <laughs> uh, but, um, but look, I, we've sat here and enjoyed the fruits of those who've sacrificed before us. And we haven't taken, like as a constitutional republic, George Washington said it, you know, you, it relies and depends upon an enlightened citizenry. And of course, yeah, we've got the news and the media that's propagandist that lies to people. But at the end of the, end of the day, uh, we take this nation for granted and we sit at home and we, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. We go to church on Sunday, we raise families, we go to work, but we don't really participate in maintaining this republic. We leave that to Mitch McConnell to fundraise and go pick our candidates for us on the right. Uh, we, we let other people run for office and, and get involved in politics. And most of the people that want to get involved in politics are those people that should not be involved in politics. They're tyrants. Mm-hmm. They, 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 have, they have broken souls and hearts, and they're looking to go there and do something that's going to be antithetical to the founding and freedom. And so we have to change our mentality in this country and, and this is the thing, too, you know, Christianity, you know, this is still a majority Christian nation. It's uh, on the decline in many ways, thanks to many factors. Uh, but it's still a majority Christian nation. And that should that should be encouraging to us because Christians should be a very strong bulwark against this Marxism, this godlessness that is overtaking the country. And yet, where are the Christians today making a stand? Well. The Christian faith has been so bastardized by the left who says, you know, separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. And they tell us, for example, you know, if you don't tolerate, you know, some little Johnny in a skirt going into your daughter's 11 year old daughter's bathroom, you're intolerant. And that's not Jesus's message. You know, they have they have lied about what the message is and use that against us to to force us to be these silent uh, frankly, losers watching our country and our children yeah. slip away. Uh, Jesus was not tolerant. He was enormously intolerant of all sin. He didn't sit there with a prostitute and say, hey, I like what you're doing with your body. You keep going, okay? This is me, love. No, love is you have an alcoholic in the family and you don't go and buy them booze. You tell them, hey, I think that's a bad idea. Right. With a transgenderism, I would say, and actually, I, I'm not going to be, you know, I went on one radio show and they cut me off. And they couldn't tolerate me making this stance a long time ago. But I said, look, the, the transgender thing is a mental illness. It's mental illness, like bulimia, anything else. And it's not a, an act of love to tell some 11-year-old like, hey, yeah, go down that path. You know, so, somebody can be transgender and I can still love them, but I don't have to sit here. Like the message they tell us Christians is you just have to condone everything. No, I don't. That's why we're in trouble. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly. You know, right. it, it, it's a mental illness to sit there and watch when you got perfectly healthy uh, young girls having you know breasts removed or uh, forearms you know removed. We had you know a, a writer uh, from the Christian Post on uh, just last week, and we showed some of these pictures because mm-hmm. people need to see it the same way uh, they needed to see the 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 picture. I think the guy's name is Peter from during you know slavery times when his picture got posted and it went you know you know viral in 1800s 
of, of the scars on his back from the negative sides of slavery. When people saw that, all of a sudden, it changed the conversation immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be able to look at this and say, you know, this is wrong. It's wrong. You know, and it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 it's a sin to be tolerant of everything that's happening that is clearly harmful. And you don't have to be a Christian. You don't need a Bible verse to look at this and say, that's a bad, that's a bad idea. But Drew, I have a question for you because how then did the left capture this high ground. If you have a dinner conversation, you have to be more apologetic. Like, well, I voted for Trump and I have this, but they can be proud. Hey, I voted for Joe Biden and he was a known liar since his very first uh, Senate race. He plagiarized. Johnny Carson joked on stage about what a, 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 a thief of words Joe Biden was. They've known that. The guy showered with his daughter, you know, to an inappropriate age. Like every, yep. you just go down the list. We can yep. spend the whole show of everything that would be repulsive about just Joe Biden. And then we could just branch out from there. But they have this moral high ground of, hey, we're the good guys. And, and well, Trump wasn't nice. Where you want to look at like, you know, every different thing he did right. We have a whole list of, we have 80 some things that he did while in office from, you know, the right to try act to, you know, billion dollars going to historically black colleges and universities, like whatever front you want to talk about policies, he did good things. Mm-hmm. But, but yet if you're at the dinner conversation, they have the moral high ground and we're weak and apologetic. Like, how did that happen? How did they do that? Cause to me, it's a, it's a very clever trick of some sort. Oh, it's 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 brilliant because they don't really have to beat us. We beat ourselves. We just wave the white flag of surrender. I, I'm going to answer the question, but to point out an example of this, which you were alluding to anyway, I think it's changing. But one of the things that bothered me so much in 2020, for example, the election was the same thing. The left was trying to take the moral high ground. And you would see this with Republicans all the time who they would they would have conversations about. Trump versus Biden or whatever. Maybe a Democrat was talking to you about it. it. Happened, you know, to me, and I saw it happen. But they, you know, all the Republicans that were supporting Trump were these reluctant supporters that were apologizing for him. Like, oh, I don't like him either. I wish I had another option, but I have to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. You know. Meanwhile, the Democrats were like, he's Hitler. Die if you don't. Uh, 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 you know, tell us that you want nothing to do with Trump and agree with. I lost friends over this, lifelong friends, because. Uh, I mean, look, I had always been uh, conservative. They'd always been Democrats. I went to this elitist all-male college preparatory school in Dallas, a Jesuit school, a bunch of liberals. So we knew each other, but then 2020, something changed. And that's basically what happened. I was evil for supporting Trump. But what you saw from so many Republicans is they wouldn't push back on this. They wouldn't say, right. actually, nope. I'm proud of Trump. Look what he did. Uh, look what your guy's done. No, we sit there and we accept the premise. This is what we do with everything, whether it's guns. You you name the issue. The problem with uh, many Americans on the right is that we accept the left's premises. So they they can say the most ridiculous thing and we act like it's true and then we get on a defensive position. We need to be on offense all the time. That's what we need to be doing. And in 2024, for example, I have a z- zero tolerance for this. Look, it's going to be two things. My publisher's really happy because uh, I guess it's impressive now that I talk about it, but it, I think people can agree now it's going to be Trump versus Biden or some other Democrat they're yeah. replacing yep. with, but Clearly. Trump's going to sure. be the nominee. Definitely. Well, my book came out at the end of October. So I was writing this book last year with the premise that it's going to be Trump versus Biden or some other Democrat, and you better vote for Trump. So thankfully, it is going to be Trump <laughs> yes, or I wouldn't exactly. have much of a book. <laughs> That played out well. Um, yeah. But but I, this is the kind of stuff I address. I mean, one, 
if you if you ask yourself that Reagan question during that debate with Jimmy Carter, he, of course, said, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Yeah. Well, we lived under Trump. We lived under Biden. Are you better off under Biden than Trump? No. But then you have Americans who will say, well, I don't care. I'll, I'd rather watch the country burn because Biden's a better, nicer, more moral person than Trump, which also isn't true. This is the whole mean tweet situation. It's untrue. The thi- See, people do not think critically for themselves anymore. They buy the left's lies about Trump, whether it's the losers and suckers hoax, whether it's Trump-Russia collusion, whether it's quid pro quo, whether it's the J6 supposed insurrection yeah. that never happened, or if there was an insurrection... It was committed by the FBI and the deep state. But anyway, uh, these, these are all real things. And yet we're sitting here like, oh, Trump's so, ba- Trump's so bad, you're going to lose the country if you can't vote for him and pull the trigger in 2024. That's exactly right. What do you think about the lawfare that they're using against President Trump right now from the Biden administration? Well, I actually think that's the impetus for this book because- you know, when you're a part of history, it's hard to understand contextually how bad things are, what's going on, because it's just day to day. We still have to take care of our families and everything else. Right. But one thing you can look at is the lawfare because it's unprecedented. That's something that's never happened in our history. No former president or president has ever been indicted for any crime committed. And I explain it this way. You can go back and look at Bill Clinton, who actually committed crimes. He perjured himself in front of a grand jury when he said, you know, he didn't have sexual relations with that woman and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing happened to him. You can go back to the Civil War. And he wasn't a president, but General Robert E. Lee committed treason. I don't know if people know this, but... He was leading the Confederacy. That was a real insurrection. That was actual treason. But Robert E. Lee, uh, he was actually indicted by a grand jury. And then later they dropped all the charges because they wanted to heal the nation. Right. So now you have them going after Trump. That's the crux of it right there. That were not even committed. There were no crimes committed. And so this is a, a banana republic thing. And this should go. This is what bothered me in the prize. The primaries have gone on. People that even would want to run against Trump. If you cannot acknowledge that one of the biggest battles we face as a nation is the left and what they're doing to attack Trump, whether it's this E. Jean Carroll garbage, who is the one who actually defamed Trump, but somehow she's supposedly coming away with 83 million. I mean, it's just, it's out of control. And every American Democrat Republican should be united and saying enough. But, you know, this is, this is why it's so important also to reelect Trump in 2024, because they cannot get away with this. Well, and I, I think most people watching this, uh, whether they want to put themselves into the narrative or not, if they just want to sit back and kind of like just kind of be a, a non-participant, most people would look at America today and say, your outcome in our society, whether you're going to be uh, canceled or promoted, if you're allowed to be mm-hmm. on a screen with Jimmy Fallon and I and, and talk, or it is going to be strictly determined based on your politics. This leftist agenda is this steamroller moving forward and and you're either on board with it or you're getting run over by it. And I think they have this appearance of this is what everybody thinks. Everybody agrees with this all on board. And it's no, it's just, I think most people are weak and they've captured the screens. And, but that's, it, it doesn't reflect the moral compass of even most Americans, even in our society today. Yeah, and that's that's an important point, too, about why are we in this situation? What's going on? How did the left pull this off? We don't push back, again, enough. And so in so many ways, perception is reality. And so if you allow the left and the media 
and, and the different means with which they do it, controlling, you know, uh, you know, whether it's Disney or whatever, you know, they are creating a situation where even though we're the majority, because we're so quiet all the time and nobody's backing us up, we don't have this conversation enough. We start to feel like maybe we're not the majority, like, oh, and, and also the left makes sure there are repercussions, even if they're not legal, but you are shunned mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. by a minority of tyrants if you speak the truth. And so really what I call this, I mean, look, how is it possible that in this country, yes, okay, we went from slavery, all Democrats, of course, but we went from slavery, we, we abolished slavery, then we had Jim Crow, and then of course we went from Jim Crow to welfare, which is the same thing, it's, it's just modern slavery. Mm-hmm. Yep. But how is it possible that after the Civil War, we had these Jim Crow laws and discrimination that continued for like another hundred, I mean, how is it possible that this, this continued? And what you learned in the civil rights movement is actually a majority of Americans that weren't Democrats, Southern Democrats, they weren't on board with this type of discrimination. They didn't think it was morally appropriate. And yet this persisted, persisted in America for a very, very long time until what happened? Black people said, nah, I'm finally going to stand up and we're going to have this peaceful civil rights movement. And people saw what was going on, and finally the table started to turn. But, I mean, look what it took. And, look, this is a civil rights movement we're in right now. It's the same thing, except sure. this isn't after black people. It's after all Americans. Mm-hmm. It's against freedom lovers. And if you look at the border, for example, with people really, I think, supporting, hopefully, what Abbott's trying to do. I'm not sure right now. I see these pictures of open gates and stuff. But, nonetheless, it appears that Texas is somewhat serious about uh, standing up to the federal government. It's about more than the border. It's about the fact that you have an unaccountable federal government that is unconstitutional, that is lawless, and that believes it can do whatever it wants uh, without any repercussions. And so the border battle to me is like, okay, finally, we have a state that has a little bit more power than me. Maybe they mm-hmm. can make a stand and, you know, kind of give the middle finger to the tyrants. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's what we're looking at in the... I mean, it's as simple as that in this country. It's literally freedom versus mm-hmm. tyranny. Flyover family, we're talking to Drew Allen, and he's the author of, of America's Last Stand. And then make sure you know how to find his Substack. All the links are down below so you can get access to this book. And I, I want his voice and his content and the way that he, he, he deciphers these things, puts them out, to be in this steady drip over the next 270-some days uh, leading up to this. Because we need to be able to have better conversations at the dinner table, better conversations in the church foyer, better conversations at the water cooler. Um how do you how do you help you, people? Let's say a Substack real fact. Okay. It's drew.allen.substack.com. So drew.allen.substack.com. So make sure you go there and you're following him there. How do you help people uh, in this situation? The the left, all that they need is to do one good thing, and it, it, it washes out all this bad. If you're a Christian or a conservative, they say, "Well, look, there's this Republican in this state that did this thing." You know, you're like all of a sudden it washes out all all good. Like they need to find one flaw, you know, uh, oh, well, uh, Trump said this all of a sudden it's like nothing good ever happened. And it was, it's all about that. But Joe Biden could like, you know, say hi to somebody. And it's like, see, he did a good thing. It washes out all bad. It's this, it's this, uh, like inverted version of justice and, and people all of a sudden wilt under that. You have this conversation mm-hmm. and they're like, well, uh, Joe Biden helped an old lady once cross the street and Trump said something mean. And so Biden's a better person and his policies are all better and America's better under mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Like they, they, the, the metric that it takes for them 
to be the good guy is the exact opposite of what it takes for Christians and conservatives. How do we have those better conversations, like I said, at the dinner table, the water cooler, and and the church foyer? <laughs> such, such a perplexing and, and, and brilliant question <laughs> and point. You're right. I mean, it's like these two standards— you know, Joe Biden could murder somebody, but if he if he if he you know waves nicely at a at a four year old and instead of sniffing her hair, you know he's he's mm-hmm. the greatest that he's Jesus Christ. You know, come back uh, again. And yeah. and with with Donald Trump, you know, he could give away a billion dollars to help poor people. And uh, if he says uh, screw you, journalist, you know, it's like the end of the world. I mean, this is oh, crazy. he's mean Look, and frightening. I, yep. Yeah, he's mean and frightening. I mean, none none of it's true. I mean, one is a Christian. For goodness sakes, I expect imperfection. We are all imperfect. We're all sinners. So this idea that we're looking for to elect Jesus Christ, I mean, I do not understand this. You know, there's this world that we're trying to do the best we can in. And then fortunately for believers, we're not stuck here forever. You know, we yep. get some peace at some point. But uh, but I, I just I just I reject this notion altogether. And, and, and with a politician, I mean, the media has changed things. I mean, the fact that a president of the United States, that an election is this important is ridiculous anyway. It's it's antithetical to the founding. Nobody should be able to move the needle of this country in terms of freedom or tyranny like this with an election, because we have the same constitution and everyone swears to uphold that that oath. But of course, we have this this factionalism and so on and so forth. Right. But um, but no, look, I am I am. I, I mean, just can people please just have a sense of self-preservation? You know, you're not marrying this person. You don't right. have to hang out mm-hmm. with this person. I'd much rather hang out with Trump than any Democrat, by the way, still. Uh, but, you, you know, you're looking at what's best for the country. I mean, do you do you want World War Three? Do you want peace in the Middle East? Uh, do you want to... Uh, I don't know, take care of American citizens or do you want to continue to send all of our money that we don't have to Ukraine for this proxy war that is being waged on behalf of the same corrupt politicians that are in D.C. screwing the American people? Uh, I mean, do, do you want a, an economy that works again? Do you want financial security? That's Trump. If you, if you, if you want to sit here and watch the economy implode and explode, Vote for Joe Biden. I mean, yeah. the, the problem is it's just propaganda. And, and uh, uh, the last thing I'll say about it is like qu- quarter two of 2022, the Biden administration said they created over 1 million jobs. <laughs> yes. And then you go <laughs> so to December bogus. of that year. December of that year, the Philadelphia Fed yeah. looked at the numbers and said, actually, you created 10,000. So this is what they do. And so people right now will buy this garbage like, oh, the economy – is the economy, go to the grocery store, go fill up your gas tank. S- look at what's happening actually, not what you're being told through this filter is happening to you. Use your own judgment, have some confidence and take back your country. Stop saying, oh, it's, it's, they're going to take care of it or whatever. They're not. And when it comes That's to people's day in day out experience, how a few tech companies are affecting the overall stock market when the majority of the jobs they create are overseas anyway, is not a reflection of our economy doing better, mm-hmm. average people, you know, uh, doing better. Um, the, the question I would even pose is we have this fork in the road. How do conservatives fare under a Biden regime? Well, they're 
persecuted. They're thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. The economy's bad, this kind of stuff. I don't care what color you are or even how you vote. Everybody suffers. You know, the Bible says, you know, when an un, when a when a slave becomes a king or an unjust ruler comes, the people moan and, and, and cry. How how did uh, minorities do? How did the left do? How did Democrats do under Trump's rule? Were they thrown in jail? Were they persecuted? Was their economy destroyed? Was their 401k Great destroyed? Uh, did, was was the funding in their colleges taken out? Like, um, even the left will prosper under a Trump presidency. Under a Biden presidency, both parties suffer unless you're part of a small group of elites. That's the reality, and that's the narrative that we have to be able to address and dismiss. I mean, the whole Democrat Party's platform is built on a lie. The idea that they're the champion of blacks in this country, that's built on a lie. I I address that in the book, too, a lot of this. Um, But but you're correct. At the end of the day, the left's policies hurt everyone except the elites in Washington, D.C., the consultant class. And people should be encouraged to support Trump by what you see happening. all of these people are in collusion, of course, to prevent Trump from ever being in office again because he's a threat to the grift. That's the reality. You have to understand, and it's it's foreign for a lot of people. I know this as a publicist who deals in the periphery with some of this, but you do have a consultant class that you know makes money off of campaigns and these donations. Uh, obviously, you have people who are in Washington, D.C., the lobbying class and so on and so forth. Donald Trump was a threat to all of that. The war machine mm-hmm. apparatus wasn't functioning like you're seeing right now, where you're just pouring money into these different companies. Right. I mean, it's true. I mean, money does the answer to a lot of things. It's it's power and money. And you, you're not going to be able to understand and answer the question why, though. I, I said this on some other shows before. You're not going to understand why Ted Bundy, the serial killer, did what he did. You can look at his mommy issues and you can talk to some shrinks. But you as a person who's not a lunatic serial killer, you're not going to get in that person's mind. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get in the mind of Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden who are willing to sell their country out. Just understand that it's about inherently protecting what they have. They have stolen from the American people. And their survival depends upon what? What's the biggest amount of money you can take in this country? It's not, it's not, it's not a Facebook. It's not a Tesla. It's the American taxpayer. Trillions of dollars stolen in taxes. That's what funds these people. And so you are a threat to what they have. Just like you want to protect your family and what you've built for yourself, well, they want to continue to protect what they've stolen because that's all they know. And so that's intrinsically Mm -hmm. what we're up against and government, a necessary evil and liberty and the American people, we're always like this. They're in conflict because Mm. it's hard to find balance with what they want and what serves them is absolutely in conflict with what benefits you. Such a great point. Okay, Flyover family, we we are at a fork in the road. We're 279 days from the 2024 election, and we have to take action. It's not just, oh, I don't know what to do. Find out what you can do in your own community and get Drew's book. Go to Amazon, get America's Last Stand. Will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? Because you got to have better conversations with the people that are in your circle, and God has given you influence in their lives. If you know that person and you have a voice in their world, you've got to push back on these crazy narratives, and you can't show up at a gunfight with no bullets. 
Okay. That's Th- right. This, this is a war of ideas and you better have something loaded in the chamber when it comes time to talk. This book will equip you to do that. Because Drew's not going to have the conversation at your dinner table or, you know, with your neighbors or at your school. Or, he didn't know your brother-in-law. You know, he doesn't know. You have those conversations, but by reading this book, as well as his stubs, a substack, again, I missed up earlier. It's not Drew.Allen. It's DrewAllen.substack.com. DrewAllen.substack.com. Uh, when you go there, these are ways to, to get your bullets yes. so that you know how to have better conversations. Drew, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We'd love it. to have you back again, man. You are a treat. Anytime. God bless you. And honestly, I, I mean, I, my day is really tremendous because of because of you two so thank you for those of you that are my age or maybe even you know a little older in that range you probably remember this commercial where's, where's the, the beef? beef oh yeah definitely and i guarantee if if there's a cut in the supply chain due to weather any other kind of political attack we're in election year your kids are going to be looking at you saying that exact same thing if all you've stored is rice beans and maybe some pudding they're, <laughs> they're like where's, where's the, the beef? beef they want to substitute real beef for stuff made in a lab it's alive it's alive even if you're, you know, kind of a prepared person, you've got a few things stored, it's hard to take care of the protein source in a way that's still enjoyable. These prices are so good and the beef isn't in such good quality, you could be storing this beef and use it on a regular basis. This could be part of your Taco Tuesday experience because you don't have to worry about storing it in a freeze location. The girl has tacos. So go to flyovermeat.com, use promo code flyover for a huge discount. Again, flyovermeat.com, promo code flyover. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office, $700 more a month than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending, but we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to 75, if it goes to 100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. You know, it always pays to have smart people around you. It, yes. it, can, it can help you save money, save your health. We were with somebody this last weekend. We brought up an issue with a contract we were need to make up, and and uh, he wrote something up again. He was, just now give that to the attorneys. It's already done, and they just need to like tweak it a little yep. bit. Probably it's saved it. about $5,000 in, in attorney's yep. fees. I'm like, man, that was a nice little hack because I knew somebody. And it, was a, it was a free thing. It's kind of what this episode here is about. If you ever a, a friend, you know, you want to congregate around like in the church lobby, your buddy that's a doctor, and you can kind of be like... Uh, I have this cousin. Yeah, I know someone. I know a guy that's got this issue. What would, what would you tell him? You know, so it's kind of what this segment is. You know, one of the smartest doctors in the world that's actually focused on on health and revolutionizing the way medicine is done, where it goes from being the what I call the the, the medical industrial complex and actually turning it back into healthcare. Yes. And uh, uh, we're going to cover some gems, you know, today with Doctor Troy Sproul. Yay! 
Hey, guys. Great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. It's always my pleasure. We, we always look forward to this segment yes. because you always have quick, actionable items that like everybody can either apply personally or they, they said their, their spouse or like that. I, I know somebody that struggles, you know, with that, that are, that are kind of like little hacks, little easily, easily, easily fixable things that sometimes people can struggle with for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I love like people that I've met, uh, that are also patients of yours that'll, that'll tell us like, wow, I had this thing for a long time and nobody had an answer. And it, it was, it was a quick and easy fix. Yeah. Some things might be bigger, but there's so many little quick, easy fixes uh, that that people can apply, and sometimes those people are named David, so <laughs> and Stacy and, and Stacy quite often. So so uh, this is like a, a a free a free way for us to to get better and uh, pick your brain a little bit and share it with the world. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, the body gives us clues, and uh, a lot of times people just uh, think, well, that's the way that's the way it is in my family, or that's the way I am, and it's not always that case. And so there's a lot of when you really understand how the body uh, works together. Um, and I'm going to say it this way too. I, I, I understand less than 1% of how God designed us. I really do. But, uh, when you can really look at how the body works, it gives us clues all the time when you compare it with, uh, with, uh, uh, the rest of, uh, our life and lifestyle and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little tweaks, like you said, that you can definitely start to put into play. Hey, before uh, we even get into, uh, the, the gems you got for today, before we started recording, you know, we were, you know, we had a sound issue and we were talking, but you put this new panel uh, behind you. Can you share that testimony about the mold? Because, I mean, these yeah, are things so- people, everybody's adding things to their home. Mm-hmm. They're buying stuff online. You don't know necessarily where it came from. And, you know, we're, we're constantly like messing up the ecosystems that we live in. I think that's a, that was really a cool story. Yeah, so I'll add one other thing to it too. So I had, I have been putting in some long hours at my computer and I thought, well, I'm working quite a bit. I just had a vacation, but I was getting these little low-grade headaches. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just working a lot. Well, as it turns out, I have a patient who's very, very sensitive to mold. And so we've done a lot of work. Uh, her history is one of Lyme and mold. And she was basically uh, almost wheelchair-bound. Her husband had to carry her into the office uh, she was so so sick and compromised. Well, she's very clean right now. And she walked into my office and she, within five seconds, she said, you've got mold in here, uh, which is a big, big problem for us because we want to treat a lot of people, uh, reduce inflammation with people who have mold sensitivities, Lyme, things like that. So we did some investigating and the only difference was these new panels that we had put up behind us for the podcast. And as it turns out, um, she went right up. She actually, she smelled our chairs. She smelled different areas around uh, to see. And then she went up to the to the wall there and she could smell that, that they were the problem. She said, it's definitely these. So, so we did a little swab and we tested the dust on there. Sure enough, it came back with high levels of three types of mold that uh, uh, one of which was not, not good. So they'd only been up for maybe a, a month, month and a half. And so uh, we got that information back. And so we put up the, the new panels. And so that is a perfect example of how things from our environment can start to add to the scenario. I could have assumed it was the extra work I was doing that was causing my low-grade headaches. Mm-hmm. But also, if I didn't address that, then all of my mold, Lyme, inflammatory patients, they might actually be coming to my office and getting re-triggered. Right. And so, Little things like that can make a big, big yeah. difference. And, and mold in particular, people, I really want them to hear this. 25% of the population has the same genetics that she has. 
And they don't realize that their chronic disorders and disease and their malaise and their headaches and things like that are because they're sensitive to mold from small amounts of water damage in their buildings. It doesn't even have to be the dangerous black mold. The three that we found weren't black mold. They were just high levels of of, uh, a particular type of mold. And so when, so we found out that where they're being stored at the facility had mold basically. So we called them and said, you guys got mold. And so you're, you're going to want to uh, address that as well. Wow. And so What's amazing about that, Dr. Spurl, is that uh, as a patient of yours, she probably couldn't have told you this when she first started with you, but she was no. able to narrow in on, I know my body now. I yes. know exactly what's going on. Mm. And this is the culprit, which is huge, which I love what you do at officialsynapse.com. Can you tell, like, if, if someone's listening today and they have never heard of Dr. Spurl and Official Synapse, can you tell them what you do there? Because it's not just you. It's a, it's, you have a whole. Like a dream team. Yeah, you do. You have a dream yeah. team of doctors that have come together. So talk a little bit about your practice. So we do functional medicine. So functional medicine is to look for normal function. When there's a breakdown in function, then we get dysfunction and dysfunction eventually leads to disease. So uh, when we have people come in, we, we test them mentally, chemically, physically, even spiritually. We look at the potential there for, for dysfunction. And when you have breakdown in that communication, then you have problems. So when people, after they've been with us for this, for example, this, uh, this gal has been with us for seven years. And so she, yeah, you're exactly right, Stacy. She could not and would not have been able to tell when she first came in that there was mold there. But she's so clean right now and she's so healthy and discerning. She now knows instantly what is causing what. Wow. So she knew something was throwing off her ability to communicate properly chemically, causing inflammatory response. And she knew if she didn't get out of that room that she would have other consequences uh, down the road. So uh, that is functional medicine. We measure things with lab work. We do a lot of the, the traditional same lab work, but we also have unique uh, data points when it comes to labs. We have uh, unique functional physical assessments and neurologic assessments that really just help us understand how is your body communicating. And it makes sense. This is how God designed us. So what we're really looking for is what is interfering with God's design and mm-hmm. then removing it. I love it. And Flyover family, when you go to officialsynapse.com, uh, one of my very favorite parts of your uh, website is what do you cover? You know, conditions yeah. we address. I think that this is really important because, I, you know, I've had restless leg syndrome for years from the time that I was a little girl. That was something I've struggled oh, with. Forever. Well, after working with you, I found out it's actually a sleep disorder. And yeah. I had no idea that that was the deal, but this is life changing for me working with you. Life changing for me. Yeah, for our, actually our whole family. <laughs> could be on a road trip and she'd just be miserable. Oh, yeah, or even going out to dinner. Yeah, a lot of times you know? we had so many dinners that ended early just because her legs were, she's rubbing her legs, you know, and we'd have to, yep. you know, leave. And like we just, just finished eating, having a great conversation. Yeah. And some of you may be watching this thinking, oh, nobody can help me, or man, I've dealt with this forever, or I don't even know. Maybe it's just me, you know, nobody else struggles with this. You can go to officialsynapse.com, check out the conditions we address. You're going to be surprised how many are on there that that Dr. Spurl and his team can actually help. And I think that is really important. It's life-changing. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times we, when we restore the natural God-given function of the body, different conditions will actually improve. For example, one person may have symptoms of MS, and I'm not saying we cure MS, but they may have symptoms of MS, and another person may have fibromyalgia or just indigestion, and we'll do the exact same treatment 
for what for the all three of them and those three conditions improve and it's because it's not necessarily uh the same thing for each condition we we don't treat ms patients the same way with every ms patients there are a few things that are guaranteed you know like low vitamin d we almost always see that in 90 percent of the ms patients but a lot of times it's something unique to them that we have to correct that ultimately ends up improving their overall health and well-being so uh, it's a little different than it's actually opposite of how our traditional system is uh, operates, where we just restore the normal function and then we see what gets cleaned up and cleared up. Wow, <sighs> that is so! I'm cool. excited to hear the, the the gems for today, and I can give you a free one just based on my own research. I don't know if you've uh, done this, but I can I can testify. I did some research uh, during the AFC Championship game. Uh, I was watching the Chiefs and Ravens eating nachos and uh, <laughs> celebrating that win. It, it does impact how you feel the next day. Uh, yes. There's there's a direct, I think, a direct correlation, and some of your research might even point to this, but between large quantities of chips and cheese, uh, especially if it's low-grade melted Velveeta, uh, <laughs> that probably is, is not the best for the human body. Um, you don't even have to do that research. I did it for you. That's a free one. Well, thank you. You know, they say you're the average of the 10 people that you hang with. I appreciate the excellence, <laughs> the level. Because we had done some early research as Vikings fans, and oxytocin went in the toilet. The love hormone, <laughs> it just got tanked with the same nachos and stuff. So, the, so there's variables there we have to play with. Yes. Well, I, so I'm just, funny. whatever I can do to help out humanity, uh, but that's, that's not a win for the body the next day. It's no. only good in the moment. Uh, then the check hits the bank uh, the next day, and you're just like, Ugh, what have I done? That so, is true. Anyway, that's true. That's, that's a free well, one. That, yep. that's, I'm not Many even going to. thanks, you, and, and you are definitely a giver. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on to something that actually probably is valuable that people don't know. Yeah, so uh, let me start with, um, I, I'm going I'm to talk a little bit about vision and eyes. There's a couple of gems here. So increased vascularization of the cornea um, of the eyes basically uh, could be a B2 deficiency. So riboflavin, which is B2. So some people will start to lose their eyes as far as just uh, clarity. You get a little a bit of the cloud, cloudiness. That by itself can be just a B2 deficiency, riboflavin. Wow. So very, very important. The other thing is uh, you can actually improve your eyesight by, re by improving your sleep, number one, but a lot of times we have lymphatic challenges in the head. And so just by putting pressure on your eyes, kind of pushing them in with the palms of your hand and then doing eye exercises where you're going around. I probably look crazy right now on the. <laughs> you, look like, you look like Hillary Clinton at the, uh, at the DNC convention when she's watching the yes. balloons. You're like. Mm. Yeah. But you do those eye exercises and it pushes the lymph. Just like if you have like swollen legs, like lymph in the legs, when you exercise, mm. it pushes the lymph out of there. Well, the same thing is true with your eyes. And so by doing little massages where you're pushing your eyes, pushing them in a little bit, not, not too aggressive here, people, right. but just a little bit. And then doing the eye exercises, you'll start to see how you can tolerate light better. You start to see how some of the, <laughs> yeah. there it it's is. Classic shot. Oh my gosh. She the first time in my life I've ever looked like Hillary Clinton. I can't yeah. do it. Everybody, everybody down deep, you know, you got a little Hillary in you. You just got to like, you no, know, I do you, you, you got to like that. cast it out. You got to pray against it and just Jesus push it out yes. we do not when, it, when it starts to flare up. Yeah. So first thing for people to help with their vision, look at B2 definitely, but also start to look at just massaging these areas. And uh, for people who sweat and, and exercise where they're kind of running, jogging or, or bouncing, it actually will help drain the lymph system. And a lot of times you'll actually see it drain or feel it drain out of the nose as well. 
That's interesting. You know, when I've eaten really bad, like yesterday, and then I do go out and run or I do something on the treadmill, I could actually tell a big difference afterwards, yeah. getting rid of yeah, all that, that stuff. You know, there's exactly. a lot of stuff we cover on the sh- uh, on the show that we say, like, you know, it's like certain things with, you know, just darkness in the world. And like, that's a bad idea. It's nonpartisan. Like, you don't need a Bible verse to know that that's wrong. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of things I think people's like, you don't need a doctor to know that that's a bad idea. <laughs> You know, like, Velveeta like Velveeta cheese is one. Like I don't, I, didn't, I don't think I needed a doctor to confirm that. That's just, <laughs> it, it, I don't need a verse for that. I didn't need a doctor. It's just a bad idea yep. on a face value. Yep, we're in agreement there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So to your point, Stacy, actually, for some people, if you can't run or anything like that, just bouncing up and down on your heels, getting the movement up and down, is enough to actually help with some of the the uh, lymph in the head. And one of the weird huh. things that can trigger excess lymph in the head is dental problems. Ooh. And so dental problems that uh, like uh, teeth where there's uh, infections or just gums are inflamed, that will also cause increased lymph in the, uh, in the head as wow. well. Interesting. And the, the last gem I'm going to throw out is uh, rheumatoid arthritis. A lot of people were seeing arthritis go up. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, <laughs> that's, this that's is interesting. Lip. Yeah, exactly. So I want to point some things out here. So when you have the dental stuff, you can see right away with some of this this coloring, some of the teeth. By the way, this looks like half of my rugby team when I played uh, (laughs) rugby up in Canada. But when you see that that compromise there with the the teeth, um, what you want to look at is what's going on with the eyes. And so you can actually see the bags under the eyes Mm -hmm. that they come there from lymph that comes and pushes out against the skin and then retracts. So it's kind of like when we gain weight and then uh, then all of a sudden we lose weight, we've got the excess skin. That's the same thing with the eyes. So this person here has chronic lymphatic problems. You can tell just from the eyes because of the loose skin. It comes and goes, comes and goes. And so a, this the is back end of example. lots of poor choices. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So. And, so, and sometimes it's um, not even... Uh, anything you can help. Like sometimes it'll be a nasal uh, infection, things like that. But uh, the teeth are one of those rare things that can trigger rheumatoid arthritis. So when if someone's diagnosed wow. with rheumatoid arthritis, the first thing I think about is cardiovascular. Even though it's an autoimmune disease, I think cardiovascular disorder. So I look at the cardiovascular system and then dental. Mm, interesting. And so by cleaning those two things up, you can actually get to the root cause of what set up the rheumatoid arthritis in the first place. Wow. Which is part of the, the whole functional medicine process. Yep. Cause I don't think, I don't think you have the dental part in there, but mm-hmm. you work hand in hand with them. Mm-hmm. I've heard you reference that before. And when we were at your practice, I know that there's ones that, you know, again, not all dentists are created equal and you, you communicate no. mm-hmm. so that you know what the dentists are saying and they know what you're saying. So everybody's on the same page, not operating in these little silos. Yeah, there's very, very few good dentists, and I don't want all the dent. I have patients who are dentists, but when I say good dentists, I mean functional dentists because there's functional uh, doctors and there's traditional doctors. Traditional dentistry will help with the majority of problems, but functional dentistry uh, exists as well. And so here locally in our town, there's only two that we refer to. And for one condition, uh, I have to send them out to all the way to the state of Wyoming because he's the closest one to us. Wow. From Minnesota to handle the one condition. So uh, wow. there's a couple of very elite dentists around the country who really understand what we're up against. Uh, so that uh, there, there's a great book out there for anyone who has concerns about dentistry. It's called The Hidden Epidemic. Hmm. 
And so cool. that will uh, highlight a lot of things for people. And then from there, you get a lot of the resources for the, for the good dentists as well. If you Perfect. see me coming with any type of dental equipment, run. It means I've lost it. <laughs> But, but, but I love that idea, though, because so many people like you go, you deal with a doctor and on, on just one niche thing mm-hmm. and then you deal with another one on this thing. But none of them are communicating yes. with each other right. and they all have their own. Idea. So you're 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 scattered on all these paths, mm-hmm. which becomes which becomes really expensive. You're wasting yeah. year years of time mm-hmm. not getting to the root. And when they're all working together, it, 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 it just makes sense. It's true. So Flyover family, if you're listening today thinking, man, okay, I would like to get more information, find out more about what Dr. Spurl is doing or his team is doing, you can actually just go to Get Started Today. Just fill out your information. And then what is the next step from there, Dr. Spurl? Once they have their information filled out, what do you guys do from there? Our, our team will call you. We'll get a little bit more information. We'll set up what's called a free discovery call. Uh, there's no charge for it. It's really just to make sure that what you have, we can help with. Uh, and then yeah. they'll set you up with the next path uh, as far as some people need a larger program uh, and some people need just small uh, little uh, getting started points. And so we have small programs as well that we can send out. So we, we're really just looking to see if it's a fit. Um, and then once they match you up with the right doctor and program, uh, then it's really an education process. The majority of people, though, we have found need need to be educated about what's really happening in their body and what works and what doesn't. And once you understand the process of how we work, then it becomes a, a lifelong habit. And that's really our goal is to teach people how to really discern what the, their body needs. I love it. Yeah. So Flyover family, go to officialsynapse.com. Dr. Spurl, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, when you do go to Official Synapse, just let them know that you came through Flyover. And we're excited to hear about testimonies that are happening. We've actually already received some emails and some people contacting us saying that they've already connected with you and they have so much hope, which is always encouraging. Yeah, yeah that's part That's part of our mission and our program, other than changing our healthcare system, which I'm, I'm going to leave with this final note because because it's happening. God is equipping people right now. And I've never in my career had so many medical doctors and hospital systems reaching out to me as I do right now. And in fact, tonight, um, I can't say which lab I'm going to, but I was invited by a very renowned neurologist to go into their neurology lab at the university he works at um, to actually, uh, I'm not sure what he's going to show me, but he wants, uh, he wants a connection there. So different hospitals and hospital systems are starting wow. to reach out asking what would we what would would a new healthcare system look like and so i'm actually i have multiple meetings set up over the next month to have these discussions never would have happened in the last 20 years that is so cool again flavor family go to official synapse and it's s-y-n-a-p-s-e dot com dr troy thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it my name is Dr. Troy Spurl, and I'm CEO and founder of Synapse Center for Health and Healing. While we're a full functional medicine clinic where we're uh, looking at the entirety of the body, we have nurse practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncture. We do functional restoration with uh, uh, BTL equipment, and we have uh, medical doctors on staff as well to help with PRP and other injections for pain relief. We, we do a multitude of services, labs, nutrition counseling, health coaching, we've got it all. We are constantly being asked about how to improve their immune system. How do I go through a flu season without getting a cold? Uh, I myself have gone 30 years without missing a day of work, never gotten a cold, never been sick. And we just show our patients how to do that. We answer those questions. Why am I tired? Why do I have pain? 
So if you're watching this right now, just go to our website, officialsynapse.com, click on free discovery call, answer three simple questions, and we'll get you started. One more thing, we are the highest rated, most reviewed functional medicine clinic in all of Minnesota. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.